the amount of adhesive that we're using, it's so small. It would be different if you're in an industrial application and you're using gallons and gallons of cyanoacrylate. Which is where a lot of our best practices come from is this manufacturing and where they say, this is how we do things. And we just stole those rules, but that's on large scale applications. In those large applications, you do want to leave at least 24 hours for that cure to happen. But the amount that we're using, you don't have to do that. It's apples to oranges. Always ask why. Why is this the way it is? The whole goal is to rise the industry, to grow it. Yeah, don't worry about giving us credit, guys. We're not here for that. If it grows the industry, that's what makes me happy. When you first said it, I was going to hang up. (laughs) It's not a race you want to win. Yeah, you're going to lose because it'll be too cheap. You'll be working for like McDonald's money. Otto, Mitter, onto our show from Alibana. Thank you so much, guys, for having me on board. Okay, we'll take 20. I I can't do math. I'm a beauty professional. Yeah, they panning. I do teeth whitening. I'm like, okay, there's some point where you got to draw a line. My biggest concern is longevity and making sure that you've got the best possible mechanical fit. If you're looking for a lash podcast that will challenge how you do lashes, build you up, and help you create a business that not only thrives, but allows you to live a life you're proud of, you've come to the right place. This is Lashcast, your friend in the lash industry. Hey, my beautiful smart cookies, we are coming to you from the City of Roses. This is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. You almost sound like this is NPR. We're excited here to host the Lashcast podcast. Hey, Paul. (laughs) Sorry, I just, I've tried to listen to NPR at times and I do love some shows, but man, those guys are boring. I like those voices. No, I don't want like that. Hi. I'm in here with my cognac and my cigar. When I first started with lashes, I used to listen to this station called Hearts of Space. And the broadcaster had the same voice. Like, now it's time for Hearts of Space. And it's now time for you to go to sleep. (laughs) It's like, that's what they do. Anyhow, guys, we're back. We're excited. This is our post 300 episode. And we will be, actually, yeah, uh, we will have done our live episode. I think this is airing just after live. So our live episode will air shortly after this one, which is our celebration of 300 episodes. And we just are so excited about that. But enough of that. We've talked about that already. What are we going to talk about today? Today is a really good one because this is kind of like our wheelhouse. We're going to talk about our Sinoacolate safe. I think we maybe, we've talked about this in some way, but I just want to specifically hit on this. So when people are looking at titles, they're like, Oh, that's one I need to listen to because I think there's a lot of misunderstandings about cyanoracolates and I want to just clear the playing field and let people know that they're all going to die. That's right. Because they're using cyanoracolates. Watch out. No, no, no. But that's the fear. I hear it all the time, even just casually at conferences. People say, you know, it's not something that you want to be exposed to for a long time. Yeah. Who knows what it's doing to our bodies? You know, that's just not a substance you want to be exposed to. Yeah, the words and the ideas and feelings around cyanoracolates are all pretty negative. And it's kind of crazy because we're all in this beauty industry using this all the time. So if you really think it's as bad as it is, probably should get out of the industry. <laughs> like go work in something more safe that doesn't require you to use the most dangerous substance ever created by man. All right. So, but before we get into all that, let's talk about my favorite thing that is announcements. We have a ton going on, as always. 
last con tickets are on for sale. At this point, the six-month plan is gone. We're now no. to the five-month plan, and we're going to be changing. Let's see. Actually, yeah, that will be for a few weeks, but by the end of May, that's going to be gone too. It's going to be four-month plan? And they'll become a four-month plan. And by the way, prices go up at the end of May. So you only have a few weeks now before that. Yeah. Oh, no. Panic. Before prices go up. So you don't want to pay more. You don't want that. You don't want to pay more. No, don't. So, and with a five-month payment plan, you only pay 20% down. So you pay like 200 bucks maybe. And then you have five months to just work and pay it all off. And it's really quite doable if you plan correctly. So that's all up. And you also want to look at the add-ons. We have lots of great add-ons. And the add-ons are mainly on Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 12 you can pick one class or you can have breakfast with me with the salon owners. And uh, that's going to be an amazing group. You want to get into that. Go look in the link in the show notes and you can go check that out. What else we have going on? What we are, let's see. We have, oh, our party with uh, Shelby, Last Boss Radio. That tickets are up for sale. Okay, this is the party. You don't want to miss it. It's nope. in Las Vegas. It's Shimmer and Shine. It is going to be at the Penthouse in the Sahara where everywhere you turn, it's an Instagrammable moment. It's like all your pictures will be great. And seriously, I look at sometimes I look at the pictures of, of last year. It's like, wow, it's so amazing because the lighting and there's like mirrors everywhere. And it's so much fun. You will, we will hang out with um, your last best friends and everyone's like cute. Yeah, it, it's going to be awesome. It's a lot of fun, and we definitely don't want you to miss it. So go buy your tickets. We only have like 200 tickets. If you don't buy them, you will be left. You can't show up the door. Last year, we were way sold out. Everyone at the show was trying to get in, and we're, we're like, like oh, sorry, so sorry, can't get in. And you can't just show up with your friend and get in as a plus one. You have to get a ticket. And the reason why is because the square footage is limited, yeah. and the hotel's very, you know. We the, can't overcrowd like a nightclub. The you fire can't be wall-to-wall people. Code. Is, yeah, is, they will shut us down. They're we, watching. Yeah, they're watching. They stop by. They come in. I give them the thumbs up. They give me the thumbs up and all that. So don't want to miss it. It's on the 25th on Sunday night from 8 p.m. to 11 at the Sahara Hotel. Link is in the show notes. And go buy your tickets today. And we will see you at the IBS show. By the way, if you're going to IBS, this is the must thing to do. Because what else are you going to do at night? Go to a dumb Vegas show? No, you're going to come to our thing and hang out with us. We also have another thing we're going to be at, the premiere show. This is before IBS. This is June 3rd through the 5th, and we have this amazing lineup. We have Mackenzie Graham. We have Otto Mitter. We have Michelle from PLA. We have Rona Green, our in-house lawyer for the whole lash industry. Shelby Tarleton from Lash Boss Radio. Valerie Nall and Gretchen McCann, so... so they're going to be here as well as Madison Morris from Lighthearted Lash. So amazing lineup of people talking about all sorts of things from volume lashes to lawyer stuff to Tesla's retention class. And that's going to be June 3rd through the 5th. And right now, I believe tickets are still only 75 or maybe $85. Three-day entry for the whole trade show. 60 k got people, a lot of people there. And you get three days of classes for free. Just show up. Hang out with us, take some classes. So look in the show notes for the link on that. And I think that's it. I think we um, we have more, but we'll just move on. We don't need to keep talking about this. I want to get into this talk because I'm excited to talk about Sinoraclets because that's kind of our jam. So the big question, are Sinoraclets dangerous? Mm-hmm. Well, I think people think that they are. Yeah, And they think that they are because it's a chemical and chemicals get a bad rap these days. Yeah, well, some deserve it. (laughs) Yes, they do, right? But technically, all things are chemicals. Water is technically a chemical, and that's not bad. And and just because something is natural 
like an Amanita muscaria mushroom is natural. Anthrax but is natural, right? It is. And that poop. doesn't make it make it any poop healthier is natural. For you. You the want- smell from poop too is natural. It doesn't make that <laughs> any better. So yeah, there's a lot of things in life that that but this is even I remember Dr. Stout saying it is toxic. Yeah, but it's actually one of the benefits of it being so toxic that nothing can grow in it. So yeah. it's pretty much sterile it's every sterile. time you open it up. So it doesn't allow bacteria to grow in it, which yeah. is amazing. But you think, oh no, something so toxic we shouldn't be using on our bodies. Yeah. But the point is that the unique properties about the cyanoacrylate is that those monomers set up so quickly, they polymerize, they they form these long chains that make it plastic basically. And that happens happens so quickly, so instantly, there is no time for that toxic chemical to leach into the skin. And it doesn't leach into the skin. It doesn't penetrate. It's inert. It basically will not react to anything. So that's the other safety feature about it is that even though it will not grow, it will not allow viruses, fungi, bacteria to, to grow in the substrate, it will not leach into the skin either because it sets up so quickly it polymerizes so quickly it's instant and that's why they use it in surgery because it's so good at not bleeding into the eye like they use it in eye surgery and if it was something that took a while to set that would be bad because then it would just leak into the eye and spread everywhere and then you have a disaster so it's wonderful for use on the human body why because the human body is wet inside there's moisture in there but it can polymerize in the presence of water or liquid the other thing is that it happens so quickly. It doesn't leach out anything. It doesn't go into the bloodstream and poison the person. So that's why they can use it in your eye. They can use and, it in, in your, your veins, veins. Yeah, to repair arteries and vessels that have been broken. And it has such a low incidence of allergy. Yeah. Even the studies where they do inject it into like deep vein thrombosis to repair veins and arteries in the heart. There have been cases where people are allergic to it. And what happens, there's never been a case of cyanoacrylate causing, my mind has the just type gone three. Um Anaphylaxis, there yes, you go. the big word. Anaphylaxis where it shuts, you know, you swell and it closes your airways and you can die from that. It does not cause that. So even if you are allergic and it has been injected into the body and you are allergic, what happens is it only shows up locally. You get a local rash where it's been injected yeah. and then it resolves in seven days. And this is the thing that hopefully will free you from fearing about killing someone with lash extensions. Who is allergic? Because I see it all the time. People say, once I see the allergy, I say no more lashes for you because I don't want you. Basically, they don't say it directly, but I don't, I don't want, want something bad to happen where you would die like a peanut allergy. It's not a peanut allergy. Okay, so let's talk about that. There are four different kinds of allergy responses, and they're all modified or modulated by different systems in the body. So contact dermatitis, it's a type four, and basically your body has had to have previous exposure to it, and then 18 to 24 hours after the exposure is when your body reacts to it. It's very different from a different type of allergy, which would be a histamine-induced one, that's like something that you eat or pollen or, you know, something that you ingest very quickly that can cause problems within 20 minutes. If you are exposed to an allergy, like if you have a peanut allergy and you ingest that 20 minutes later, what happens is the mast cells, these immune cells begin to release a lot of histamine and that histamine can shut down, cause swelling and cause problems with breathing. And it happens pretty much instantly. 
So what's the solution in that situation? You take an antihistamine because it shuts down the histamine production and allows the swelling to come down. So a lot of times people think, oh, if they're having a lash allergy, I'm just going to recommend an antihistamine. But the problem is that that would help if it were a peanut allergy or a mast cell induced allergy, but it's not contact dermatitis. There's no histamines with that. Mm -hmm. So that's not effective. But with a life-threatening anaphylaxis, it is. But that's not the kind of allergy that we're dealing with. Cyanoacrylate does not cause that. And this is why I see people thinking, oh, I'm not going to do anything because I don't want to cause death in that situation, obviously. Good idea. But we're not giving something for people to eat. It's never happened in the history of medicine or since this chemical has been created that it causes anaphylaxis in the human I mean, there's a reason why the Koreans chose this back in the early 2000s because they probably went around looking at effects of adhesives and glues and which one would be the least damaging, impactful. I mean, there was some good research done on this. I wish we could find that. I'd be interested to see what they tried and what they looked at. But that's what came out of Korea. That's been the standard. And while other people now come with other ideas, and we'll talk about that another time, we should talk about all the other things about that at some point. Right now, this glue is extremely safe. Not only from us, don't just believe us. We've talked to OSHA. And OSHA, if you don't know who OSHA is, do you know what that stands for? What stands for? Occupational Safety Safety and Hazard or something like that. Association. Yeah. They regulate industries all across the United States. Their job is to help make sure workers are safe. Yeah. And so we met with OSHA once. They came to our place and we talked about it with them and they walked around our space. And the reason why they came was because we got a complaint from one of the staff members that said the working environment was toxic. Well, not the work environment, but they thought that the smell, they thought there were fumes and all that. They were scared that working with the Cyanoraculates was possibly damaging them. Actually, what they really thought is that this person thought we were gassing them at night because they smelt the pizza oven from the place next door. Realize it and was they realized pizza. pizza, and they thought that was a gas that we were putting into the place. It, the most bizarre thing I think we ever had with the employees in our in our business that we thought we were intentionally gassing people. I don't know what benefit that would have been to us, but that's what they thought. So anyhow, OSHA came for that. They checked our space, and we asked. And it was a good time. That our space passed. We had no issues. But what was interesting to find was that we got to talk about, and he laughed. Actually, he laughed. He's like, "Wait, can you show me how much you use?" And, and we, we showed, we showed a little one dot. little dot on the thing, and he laughed. He laughed. Goes seriously. That's what you guys. How much exposure you have? He says that's nothing. He's like, first of all, this is a safe component. There's no PEL on it, which is permissible exposure limit. Yeah. Certain chemicals are so um, dangerous that they have limits on how much the person can be exposed to, and they're yeah. called PEL. There is no PEL on cyanoracolite, so yeah. there's no limit. It's that safe. It's that safe. And first of all, the amount that you're using is so small, there's no way. He's like, the acetone is more problematic. Yeah. If you have in acetone near you, that is going to be more dangerous. Some people do. We do. I know some other salons do. It is much He's like, more but problematic. He's like, this is, this is nothing. Yeah, yeah, this is nothing. So that was good news. And then we said... What air filter, we talk about this all the time. Rowinta is what he recommended. Rowinta is a great air filter. It's very affordable, like two, three hundred bucks. And it cleans like any, a pretty good size room. You have a good size room. It will literally take all the toxins out of the air in that room and make it very, very clean. We had experimented with other ionizers. We got these ones from Germany that ionized the air. And he's like, I see your good effort, but this is not effective. It doesn't remove the particulate from yeah, the air. It doesn't. So some people are going to say, okay, I get, it. I'm glad to hear that I'm not killing my clients. And I'm not causing cancers and I'm not causing all sorts of horrible things, but 
I, my nose runs like crazy. My throat gets sore. I get a cough around it. I mean, don't tell me that there's no effect because I'm feeling it. Yeah. Well, you're right. And that is consistent with the only warning that is on a cyanoacrylate. And that is that it is an eye and skin irritant. And this is something we have to be really frank. It is an eye and skin irritant. And what we are doing when we are doing eyelash extensions is that we are putting an eye and skin irritant very close, extremely close to the client's skin and eyes. Okay. We can do it, but it has to be done safely. So what does that mean? It's that the vapors, the fumes can cause the eye to water a little bit. It feels like an onion, like the fumes from it. It's strong. So it causes you to close your eyes and turn your nose away. That's what it means by it's an eye eye and skin irritant. It can irritate. But the next level though, and this is why I guess that it's good we talked about that because I forgot about that. But there's still the people that get the runny nose and then they get the irritation in the back of their throat and all that. So while it's an eye and skin irritant, and that's what's on, by the way, the other big tell is what's on the bottle, right? What? Yeah, there's a pictogram and it's an exclamation mark. And if you get the SDS from the manufacturer or who you buy your glue from. The SDS is called the safety data sheet. You get from them and this is the symbol you'll see on it. It's an exclamation mark. And this is from OSHA. Is this OSHA who signs this? Yeah, OSHA requires this. And basically every company that puts out a product is required to also, if requested, provide an SDS. And the SDS has all the safety data about that ingredient. Tells you how to store it, how to keep your employees safe, how to dispose of it, all those things on it and what the warnings are. And there's several different pictograms that can be on a certain product. There's one that has like, it's like a test tube and it's pouring something on a hand and the hand is like, got like it's being eaten away by the product. That means it's caustic, like a sulfuric acid. You get that on you and it can literally eat away your skin and your tissues. There's another one that has like, it looks like lungs on fire, meaning that if this is inhaled, it can cause serious damage to To your breathing apparatus. There's some other ones in there that's like skull and bones, like meaning this is poisonous. It kills you. (laughs) That one's like not subtle. Yeah. But okay. So this only has irritant on it, which is good news. But anything are, with alcohol also is going to have that. Oh, that, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's irritating. An skin irritant. Yeah. But still, there are people out there who do get the cough and do get the runny nose. And so this is not an allergy. We we don't believe it's an allergy. At least we've never seen any studies say it's an allergy. It is just irritating to them. Like some people are just a little bit more susceptible oh, yeah. to getting a runny nose and a sore throat and even a cough if they're around it a long time. Well, that's it's consistent with the label. It's yeah. like keep your area well ventilated. Yeah. And the reason why is because of the particulate that comes off of the vapors, basically as soon as the adhesive is airborne, basically the surface of that little glue drop, it's basically polymerizing. It's creating dust almost in the air, right? Figurative dust. Figuratively right. Dust. Like yeah, it's very not small. Lots of us think that it's a vapor that is causing the inside of our lungs to burn. It's like yeah. burning. It's ca- causing a chemical burn like that. That's not what's happening. What's happening is... The moisture in the air is binding with the adhesive, the monomer, and it causes it to catalyze. And that's how it gets airborne. It, yeah. It's like a piece of dust. It's coming yeah. off. And so the piece of dust, that piece of cyanoacrylate that's floating in the air is now inert. 
Mm-hmm. Just remember how I said it sets up so quickly. It's not reactive to anything. It's inert, but it's a particulate. So for people who are sensitive, it gets into the nose like dust, like pollen, and, and it can, it can ca- it cause irritation. It can cause irritation in the back of your throat. So if that's you, what I would recommend is making sure that you have a fan that's actually pointing to your face or away from your face. Yeah, away from me. your face. Sorry, away from your face. <laughs> Let's blow it into you. And away from the client's face. And then ideally you'd have a Rowenta air filter that it's pointing to where the fan is. Mm-hmm. So it's blowing the vapors away from you so it's not coming back on yeah. you. Yeah. And the Rowint is blowing fresh air into your area. And between that combo, for I'd say 99% of you, it's going to be it's gonna perfect. It's going to change your game. Change your game. You're not going to have any runny nose. You want to use the Kleenexes up your nose. You'll just be fine. You won't be coughing. We or had staff any members that did have that. And we tried yeah. because of that. That's why we tried so many different air purifiers and ionizers and things like that. The only thing that stopped them from having to put the toilet paper up the nose was the Rowinta and yep. the fan situation. And once we found that, it solved it. I still know that there are some people out there that are so sensitive that even a little bit, again, like almost being allergic to something, like it's just, it's even a little remnant of it is yeah. enough to cause so them to have a some reaction. Some people will use the N95 mask, and some people really have a lot of relief with the gel that pulls, yeah, that helps, you know, formaldehyde from the air. And what's happening basically when the cyanoacrylic glue drop is exposed, vapors come off of it and it binds with the moisture. Basically, it is that process does release the tiniest, smallest amount of formaldehyde. Which is why we blink our eyes, why we, you know, it causes us to, that smell. It's a tiny, tiny little bit of formaldehyde. Not life-threatening. Not life-threatening. And the adhesive doesn't contain formaldehyde. It's it's, a byproduct. It's a byproduct of the action of the ionized polymerization. Yeah. And I think what's important here, so here's the ultimate setup. Like you're one of those people that just, man, it doesn't matter. It seems like what you do, there's four things you can do. First, get the fan blow away from you. You get that winta. You also get like that gel. I forget who sells it. I know some brands sell like a gel that you can open up and it helps to pull, like you said, from all the hideout. And lastly, you wear not just a mask, an N95 mask, because that also blocks particulates. A regular mask does not. They just fly around and go in. If you do all that, I'd say 99.9999% of people will be fine. They won't have an issue. There may still be some real far outstretched outliers who, Lily, you're near something and you just can't be, it's irritating. That's okay. But by the way, lashing might not be for you. Like if you keep doing it and you're like, man, my breathing's getting bad. If you're and- using the mask and you're using the gel and you've got the Rowinta and you've got the fan and you're still, it's still causing issues for you, you might want to consider something else, maybe microbleeding or something. Or like talk that. to a doctor and start looking into maybe there's something else. Maybe you're, again, we do associations all the time. You're associating this with the glue, but maybe it's not the glue. Maybe there's something else in your room, some other thing, another factor in your life that's causing that problem. Maybe there's mold in your home who knows i just i know that we often like to blame something that we just think is self-evident but it's not always and you need to do those questions and studies so i am hopefully that was helpful do you have anything else you want to share i do want to say that with the amount of adhesive that we're using it's so small it would be different if you're in an industrial application and you're using 
gallons and gallons and gallons of cyanoacrylate. Which is where a lot of our best practices come from, is the, is the construction and the and manufacturing, and where they say, this is how we do things, and we just stole those rules, but that's on large-scale applications. For example, like in those large-scale applications where they're like gallons and hundreds of gallons of cyanoacrylate, and they're putting it on large-scale steel things and binding them together, in those cases, even though the binding is pretty much instantaneous, in those large applications, you do want to leave at least 24 hours for that cure to happen. But the amount that we're using, you don't have to do that yeah. for what we, you know, so you, the, it's apples to oranges. So in those situations, because it's so much, you might want to take more precautions in terms of breathing and that kind of stuff. But that again, is not what we're using. Exactly. So I think we covered it. I know we've gone over this again, but we felt like it was a good time to do a little review and just make sure we're all on the same page. Cause I know this is like our most important tool that we have. And I don't want people being misled by wives tales. And right. You know. So just really quickly though, just to wrap up one little thing, I know you want to wrap up is that you don't have to worry about the glue being formaldehyde free. All lash glues, cyanoacrylates, do not have formaldehyde in them. No matter where you go with a cyanoacrylate, you are going to have to deal with those tiny, small amount of molecules that are coming off of it. By the way, that's going to be confusing because some people, wait, wait, you just said it wasn't it. What happens when you have chemical reactions is things change form and become new things. So that's right. That's what's happening here. Just like when you take cyanoacrylate, when it combines with water, it turns into plastic, right? And so a hardened surface is not the same thing. Yeah. It's changed it, it's, it's kind of like this. When you light a candle in the house, the burning is producing formaldehyde. None of us worry about that, but it's the same amount. It's like yeah. so small, you don't worry about it, right? So don't want you to like be like, oh no, I have to find a glue that's formaldehyde-free. Yeah, they does all not exist. are. Yeah, does they not are exist. all formaldehyde-free, right? Exactly. Okay, so. Cool. Well, I think we're good. Thank you so much, Professor Tuss. I think we should start calling you. Like, oh, no, you know, stop it. Professor. No, no, stop it. Was, <laughs> oh, never mind. I think there was a dumb cartoon back as a kid where there's a dog that was a professor. And then there was Sherman. A little, Sherman. Sherman Peabody. Sherman Peabody. Yes. Professor. What was he? Professor Peabody. Yeah. Professor Peabody. Yeah. yeah. It was a t talking dog. And, and the dog and, was the smart one. And he was a smart one. And he would take his dumb kid around. <laughs> Who didn't know anything, and he would take him back in time and history and oh, show. Oh yeah, stuff. the time machine. Yeah, yeah, I know. Anyway, I want to look that up. I'm sure you can type that in Google and see some old crappy video that we watched. That was on the Bullwinkle show, by the way. Rocky and Bullwinkle. Rocky and Bullwinkle show. Yeah. Anyhow, really showing our age. Okay, boomer, we're done. I'm not a boomer. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying that's what they're going to think. Okay, we have to be okay. boomers to be talking about this stuff, which we're not. We're Gen X, when we're proud. Yeah. Yeah. Our theme song was "Loser" by. By Beck. <laughs> so, by the way, everyone's generation, they always think you're a loser, right? Every generation, like, ah, oh, you guys suck. You don't want to work. That's just what they say about every young generation. So, by the way, everyone who's not in the in the, the youngest group, the Generation Z right now, or Zoom or whatever, lay off, guys, okay? Because we all got the same crap when we were their age, right? Just let them be. Everyone figures it out eventually. We're not all we lazy bums. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I had a whole side note there. All right, guys, that's a wrap. We are done. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Please follow us on Instagram at LashCast and at The Last Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my Lash Rhinestone Tusney, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lasting. <laughs> Keep on lashing Keep and on remember, lashing. Lash you have a friend in the lash industry. <laughs> <laughs>